0: Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. I hope you all are doing well. A lot to get to, like usual, on today's podcast. I'm going to talk about the future for BYU football, meaning the future of certain guys on BYU's roster, whether they'll go or whether they'll stay with regards to the NFL draft. I've had a lot of conversations with multiple people over the past month, but that really intensified over the past two weeks or so about guys who may entertain the thought of coming back for another year versus turning pro. I'll give you everything I know about that. Also need to talk about where BYU stands with regards to national awards. Jeff Grimes, he was in the finalist group for the Broyles Award. He didn't win it, but what does this mean for Jeff Grimes and his future? There's just a lot to break down on today's podcast. Also need to get to another win for BYU women's basketball. A big win at the open West Coast Conference play in dominant fashion at the Marriott Center. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag, as well as our good friends at Built Go. We'll tell you about both of those companies here in just a little while. All right, that's the rundown for today's show. Let's break into it now. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 29th, 2020. What's up everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. If you haven't done so already, now is as good a time as any to hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode of the show. We talk about the Cougs each and every single day. want to encourage you guys to never miss an episode. and Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you can always stay up to date with everything going on with BYU. Because as I'm fond of saying... Our goal here with this podcast, my goal with this podcast, is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room, and the way we do that is passing along insider tidbits you will not find anywhere else, as well as just being there for you each and every day with entertaining conversation regarding the BYU sports programs, in particular BYU football and BYU basketball. Kicking off today's show, let's talk some BYU football. Of course, with their season complete, BYU now awaits their final rankings, but that doesn't mean that guys are not already talking about what they're going to do with regards to their future prospects, whether it's in the pro ranks, moving on with life, no matter what it might be. I think the biggest tell on Zach Wilson we got yesterday came via Gil Brandt, who was one of the more respected NFL talent evaluators of all time. A pro football hall of fame entrant, a guy who built the dynasty that was the, uh, Dallas Cowboys in the middle part of the century did some great things for many many years with the Cowboys and Gil still very entrenched when it comes to NFL talent evaluation works for Sirius XM etc and he actually uh, tweeted out yesterday he had a conversation with Mike Wilson the father of BYU quarterback Zach Wilson talking about the future and it sounds like according to what Gil Brand said Mike Wilson said the Wilson family will interview their five finalists for his represent- representation with regards to the pro ranks. Does that mean that Zach could still uh, decide, you know what, I want to come back to BYU, I'm just hiring some representation with regards to the name, image, and likeness legislation we're expecting to go through? Sure. But I think the biggest tell we've got is the fact that they have been talking to agents, vetting agents for well over a month now. If you pay attention to Lisa Wilson on social media, she's been giving it away for well over a month at this point. And Zach is for all intents and purposes, will be making his decision to go pro here in the next little bit. Like I said on yesterday's podcast, if you didn't hear that, I do believe at any moment that decision could come down. And it wouldn't surprise me if you're listening to this podcast that it's already come out. It's just, it really could happen at any point, but I expect it to be made here in the next little while. And I, I can't blame Zach. He's going on to capitalize while the iron is hot. A lot of pro evaluators, a lot of guys who do the NFL draft for a living, prognosticate upon it, are saying he could be the number two overall pick behind Trevor Lawrence, potentially going to the New York Jets. Man Zach has to go, folks. Even if he were a second round pick, I would still encourage him to go. What he is going to do for BYU, raising their profile in the pro ranks with what he accomplished at BYU, is going to help the Cougars. I think, additionally, based on conversations I've had with multiple people, I expect that Brady Christensen will also be pursuing his pro future this coming offseason. Brady was named as a first team AP All American yesterday. If I recall, according to the release from BYU, the first such... AP All-American first team honoree since 1990. It's been 30 years. Kind of hard to believe but Brady Christensen accomplishing things that there's no reason for him to decide, you know what, I want to go back and play another year in college. Go make the money while you can. He is an older prospect, a guy who served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now is the time for him to pursue his pro future. I actually think Brady may end up as a right tackle in the NFL as compared to being a left tackle in college football, but we're Regardless, there is a big opportunity for him to be a day one starter potentially in the NFL if he gets with the right franchise. I think he is going to turn pro, and I would expect an announcement from him in the relatively not-too-distant future. Now, one of his running mates along that offensive line is James Empia, a fellow junior with regards to eligibility. James struggled with some injury concerns earlier this year, and everything I've heard about him is that he will return in 2021 for BYU, holding down that center position for the Cougars. I actually think that'd be a very good thing to get him back on campus for BYU, because as it stands right now, BYU stands to lose Chandon Herring. Tristan Hodge, who had been mainly a right guard and right tackle, but Chandon Herring also played right guard and left guard this season. You figure to lose them as they are seniors and Probably move on and try the pro ranks in their circumstance. And then additionally, losing Brady Christensen. So there go three of your normal five starters along the offensive line. And getting a guy back like James Ampu can really help the younger guy stepping into those starting positions alongside a guy like Clark Barrington, who you figure will slide in at left guard once again once he's healthy for twenty twenty one. I think that it would be a good thing to get a guy like James Empey back. Only getting Clark Barrington back would be a blow considering BYU would be breaking in four new starters against a schedule that currently has seven Power 5 programs on it. There's no rest for the weary, it looks like, in 2021 for BYU. So it looks like James Empey will be coming back. And let's be clear about this. All of this is subject to change. Any of these young men could wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? I've had a change of heart. I want to come back to BYU. If any of you have been longtime listeners, you remember last year during this season, this what I call the silly season, the off season. I was reporting it felt like every other day that everything I was hearing on Matt Bushman was he was going back and forth every other day. He would wake up one day, say, you know what, I'm going to go pro. Wake up the next day. You know what, I want to return to BYU. And he ultimately made the decision to return to BYU for one final year and then had that just horrific injury, the Achilles rupture in practice in the preseason in fall camp. Matt Bushman's going pro, folks. He is not coming back to BYU. Everything he has done since suffering that injury has been geared towards getting ready for NFL draft season. The good news is, is his recovery apparently is ahead of schedule, and that's very, very good news. I think he actually could end up being able to run, et cetera, for scouts if everything continues along the track it's on, and that'd be very welcome news for Matt Bushman because he needs to get out there and show that he's fully recovered from that Achilles, especially being an older prospect in his own right. Some other guys with regards to their future in the pro ranks I think Isaiah Kafusi and Troy Warner, they're going to try what they can get in the NFL. I think Troy's got a little bit of a brighter future with regards to his prospects being a younger guy who didn't serve a mission. Isaiah may get a training camp invite and have to earn his way onto a roster, but I don't blame him for chasing the opportunity. As I said previously, any of the 15 guys who were announced on senior night at BYU, those 15 players are not expected back at BYU next year. That could change depending on the individual circumstance. A guy like... uh, Kyle Griffiths, excuse me for forgetting his name for a moment there. He actually had the opportunity, if he wanted to play another year, he could have according to what he told us. He has announced on social media that he's hanging up his helmet, but will take up a whistle and be a graduate assistant for BYU. And I'm telling you, Kyle Griffiths has got a few bright future as a coach in my mind. I'm really excited to see what he can do uh, for the Cougars as a GA and moving on throughout whatever entails his coaching career. I think that a guy like Lopa, Uriah Tawa, he was not announced on senior night. He expects to come back and hopefully enjoy what he deserves to be a healthy senior season in 2021. I think he'd be a big-time boon to BYU's depth along the defensive line. The two guys I have questions with regards to that were announced as seniors but could ultimately return in 2021 due to eligibility being frozen and may be actually enticed to do so because of the depth issues it looks like on paper for BYU are guys like Brackenell, L. Backry and Zach Daw. Both of them older guys, served missions for the Church of Jesus Christ, vote with their own injury concerns, Maybe they decide, you know what? It's not worth it for another year. Maybe I'll see what I can do pro-wise. Maybe get a training camp invite, get a small signing bonus. And if that's the end of it, that's the end of it. I would like to see both of them return if they can get them back. I don't know how the scholarship situation of BYU will affect that. As I've previously stated as well, and Kalani's been on the record talking about this, speaking of Coach Satake, the 85 scholarship limit will not apply to seniors for BYU coming back in 2021, but they will count under under the 123 man overall roster. So you could be losing a spot for a walk on to keep one of those quote unquote super seniors on the roster. And it's just one of those things you have to deal with. You have to weigh. Is this guy better than a potential walk on a younger player we could get onto the roster it's a big time discussion but most of the guys who were announced on senior night at BYU, I'm not expecting them back in a BYU uniform in 2021. So there you go. Everything I know with regards to how things are going for the Cougars and the Pro Futures, but the good news is, the guys who do move on, you wish them nothing but the best. We all love tracking guys like Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Harvey Longy, on down the list, Fred Warner, Kyle Van Noy, the former Cougars and the Pros. Well, it looks like this year, I think at least two guys are going to add to that list, if not more than that but I think the two bona fides are going to be the all-american Brady Christensen and of course Zach Wilson after that just absolutely stellar season he has had so the good news is I think the future is bright for BYU I think there's a lot of talent returning and I think the Cougars are actually in a pretty good spot with regards to where they stand uh, one additional note I forgot to note this earlier on a lot of people wondering about Dax Mill and I had a couple of people reach out to me Matthew Detweiler among them a longtime listener to the podcast asking me with regards to the future of Dax Mill. I was told that Dax Milne will pursue his NFL opportunity if the right opportunity exists for him. He's trying to get feedback from the NFL, but I expect him to weigh heavily turning pro this year. Does that mean he will turn pro? That doesn't mean that. It's similar to what we just talked about with a guy like Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen. They can make the decision tomorrow to come back to BYU. That's simple as that. And A guy like Dax Milne, he may decide, you know what, I need to strike while the iron is hot. He's had an absolutely stellar season. A 100 What, 1100, almost 1200 yard output this season. There's no guarantee he could recreate that in 2021. I don't know what his pros prospects are. I'm going to try and dig into that some more and talk to some more people about that. But if he can get himself as a day three pick, a round four through seven pick, latch on with an NFL team and make some money, who's to say he's not capitalized on everything he accomplished at BYU? A former preferred walk-on from Bingham High School just did an incredible, incredible job building himself from essentially nothing figuratively into one of these star players on one of the more high-powered offenses we have seen in Provo in many, many years. So I'm not saying that Dax Milne is going to turn pro, but right now, as of this recording of this podcast, I believe that Dax Milne is probably going to pursue his pro opportunities versus returning to BYU in 2021. Similar to what we talked about with Matt Bushman, that could change tomorrow, and we'll track that all the way through. Anything comes out on social media, we'll be sure to highlight for you guys as well but the good news is I think there is a lot of talent still at BYU even with some guys who could turn pro All right, coming up here in just a moment we do need to talk a little bit more about the year that we have seen from BYU it's been an absolutely incredible year we're at the end of the year December 29th we'll do some more topics over the next couple of days with regards to this vein of things looking back on the year that was for BYU sports but coming up here in just a moment let's talk about BYU football what is the legacy of this BYU football program from the 2020 season and pushing forward here. Today's show though is brought to you by our good friends at BetOnline guys. We love BetOnline here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. I would encourage you guys if you're trying to get into the sports betting world, it's becoming more and more popular there's one place that has you covered and one place that I trust and that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and get into the action guys and right now use the promo code LockedOn that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O in, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. They have NFL games of the week, the final week of the regular season upcoming this week, the NFL playoffs upcoming, bowl season and full swing for college football. You like to bet on the NBA, college basketball. You like prop bets. They've got it all for you guys. BetOnline.ag is the best place to go. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, folks. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com. Let's take a minute and reflect on 2020 for BYU football, shall we? Many of you will remember this season for many different reasons. Obviously, it being played amidst the global pandemic is one part of it. BYU putting up their first one-loss season since 1996. Their first 11-win season since, I believe, 9 First double-digit win season since 2010. There are so many different things with regards to how this season went for BYU that I feel like, in many ways it is going to stick with us for many, many years. And I think it should, honestly. It should stick with you. I've been a longtime believer that BYU football is a program that has built itself on what I term special seasons, and seemingly one has come along every decade that seems to grow another generation of BYU fans. You can think back to the 1979 season that 1970s run from the latter half of the 1970s really I think engendered Lavelle Edwards what he was doing building that program the 1980 season with Jim McMahon kind of being the culmination of everything they had built to that point leading to 1984 with the National Championship Uh, many people in the late 1980s with the run Ty Detmer had on his way to winning the Heisman Trophy for a guy like myself who's a younger fan 1996 was my buy-in year that 14-1 season in 1996 six that was the team that really I think had me entrenched as a BYU fan. My relationship with BYU obviously has changed now as a media member going into my second decade covering the Cougars professionally, but nonetheless it, it, it still sticks with you those different seasons. I think 2001 for certain people was that season of the 2000s. For my younger brother, if you talk to him, he says that 2006 and the miracle win over Utah cemented BYU for him as a fan. I think think that the 2020 season has been a long time coming for BYU because you think about it in the 2010s, what is the true big season in that decade? I'm not sure there is one really. And I think 2020, some people say that the new decade doesn't start until 2021, which is just a few days away. Maybe that 2020 was the season to remember from the 2010s. It seems like a weird thing to say 2020 was that season, but so many things happened. I think that BYU fans, there will be big group of them that say that 2020 really cemented their BYU fandom. It is happening seemingly decade upon decade for BYU for the better part of 50 years. And I'm going to expect that it'll continue to go on. Could 2021 be another big year for BYU? I think there are a lot of pieces in place for BYU to have a solid season next year. Am I predicting them with a potential new quarterback having replaced three offensive linemen, the vast majority of their defensive line potentially and a big chunk of their secondary? To put up another 10-win season against seven Power 5 opponents? No, not right now. I don't believe that that should be the goal. But I think there are plenty of options, weapons, pieces in place for BYU to have another good season in 2021. Let's say they backslide a little bit and win eight or nine games in 2021. Are you going to call that a uh, failure? I sure hope not because based on what we saw from BYU this year against a predominantly G5 schedule, I know there's some big dogs on there, teams like UCF, Boise State, Navy, etc., who have had good runs in the G5 ranks. But beyond that, it was actually a pretty nondescript slate of games. I think that 2021 will teach us a lot about what the bones, the the structure of BYU football under Kalani Satake truly has become. 2020 was the culmination of a years long effort to get the program into a place where it could be successful and self-sustaining. I think 2021 is going to be the manifestation of how good that building job has been. Was it a three year process just to pay off one time? Who knows? But I do think that there is a lot for BYU that they can build upon from this 2020 season. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the Cougars do moving forward here. I think the future is bright under Kalani Satake. I'm going to be frank about it. I think I am one of the few guys out there who really believes that Kalani Satake has really righted the ship, got things going here. If I'm wrong about that, feel free to let me know. But I'm firmly on Team Kalani. I think that he's the right guy for the job. I think he learned from his early mistakes as a head coach and has really built something. I think it can be a self-sustaining program here and I'm excited to see it. I look at what BYU is doing right now in recruiting, going about finding the right guys to fit into different spots. They're not going to go out and start recruiting four and five star guys in mass. That's just not how BYU exists in this current iteration of college football. Would it be nice if they could capitalize on that? Yes, it would be absolutely phenomenal if they could start getting four, five, six, seven four or five-star guys in each recruiting class. Is that out of the realm of possibility? I guess not in theory, but as long as BYU still exists as a non-Power 5 team, and I know that for scheduling purposes, they're considered that, but they don't have the Power 5 moniker alongside their name, until that happens, I think that you're going to see maybe one, two, four-star guys. The good news is, Kalani's proven in their recruiting efforts over the past few years that they are finding the right guys when it re- with regards to their recruiting process. They're finding three stars who they believe they can develop and make them into stars. Look at Zach Wilson. He was a nondescript three-star athlete, had some decent offers from Power 5 programs, was a commit to Boise State, but he just made himself into a top-five NFL draft pick. That's what BYU needs to point to. A guy like Dax Milne is a preferred walk-on. You point to that. Brady Christensen, a two-star prospect I wasn't expecting anything from. He was a late addition to the recruiting class he signed with for BYU. He is now going to be a potential day-two pick in the NFL, he has made good on his bet on himself and BYU made good on developing his talent. That is what should make you bullish for the future of BYU. 2021 will teach us a lot of what BYU has built and if it's sustainable under Kalani Satake. If they backslide and you know what, we have a 6-6 six and six season, well guess what? Maybe my belief was mis- was misguided and unfounded. We'll find out. But I'm looking forward to seeing what BYU can do. And I really do think that things are looking up for the Cougars moving on into 2021. All right. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on some of the other news with regards to BYU sports. Jeff Grimes finishing as a finalist for the Broyles Award, a former Cougar, winning the award... We also need to talk about women's basketball, a dominant win in their opening WCC contest at the Marriott Center. We'll run that down for you here in just a moment as well. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Go, guys. Love Built Go. Love the Built brand of companies. And Built Go is here to help you guys break through whatever walls may be holding you back. No matter what it might be, physical or mental, I'm a guy who wakes up really early to do early morning sports radio. The mid to early afternoons, or excuse me, I should say early to mid afternoons, excuse me, those seem to be my toughest times of the day because I'm running on fumes it feels like and built go has been a welcome addition to my diet in addition to helping me break through those walls it's a great pre-workout it's got the caffeine to get you started but then the B vitamins and the collagen protein kick in to give that long lasting energy it's like the five hour energy or the monster kick but it's got the long lasting effects to keep you going and break through those walls go to built you can place your order there three unique flavors easy to take 1.5 ounce gel packets guys this is a great addition to anybody's diet if you're looking to break through whatever walls might be holding you back go to builtgo.com use the promo code locked that's l-o-c-k-e-d and save 20 percent on your next order once again builtgo.com use the promo code locked and save yourself 20 percent let's go with built go all state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere especially during march All right, as we close out this Tuesday edition of the podcast, let's run down some of the news and notes you guys need to know about from other stories that we didn't touch on already. First things first, congratulations once again to Jeff Grimes on being a Broyles Award finalist that goes to the top assistant coach in college football. And funny enough, a former BYU quarterback Steve Sarkeesian took home the honors as the offensive coordinator for Alabama. The number one ranked team in the country with just an absolutely marvelous offense. He has two high Heisman Trophy finalists in quarterback Mac Jones, as well as wide receiver Devontae Smith. So you know what? It's hard to go against a former Cougar and just say congratulations to Steve Sarkeesian on winning that award and here's hoping that Jeff Grimes finally gets his due and I'm telling you what folks keep an eye out this is still not going to be the full I guess what we'll call silly season where a bunch of guys trade jobs amidst the pandemic but Jeff Grimes will get looks from programs who do have openings especially at offensive coordinator so keep an eye out there on anything with regards to Jeff Grimes because I think he is going to be a name that is going to be floated for multiple offensive coordinator positions at the Power 5 level this offseason. Other news we need to touch on today, congratulations to the women's basketball program. A great job as they opened up West Coast Conference play with a 24-point victory over San Francisco at the Marriott Center yesterday. 70-46 to 46 was your final. Uh, Lauren Gustin, by the way, has just been an absolute beast for the women's basketball program. 15 points. Tied her career high with 17 rebounds. Just a marvelous outing for her. Shaylee Gonzalez, 16 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds, and 4 steals. And by the way, Paisley Johnson-Harding adding 15 points. BYU is now 5-1 on the season. 1-0 in West Coast Conference play. As they get ready for a quick turnaround, they're back at the Marriott Center tomorrow, facing off against Santa Clara at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. That game will be televised live on BYU TV and also streaming Streaming on the BYU TV app. Alright, and then one final note for you guys is a tip of the cap to many of you who have contributed more than $9.8 million to the all-in campaign for BYU Athletics. Um, it was just over a month ago, maybe a month and a half at this point, Tom Homo made a call for donations to make up for a $20 million shortfall for BYU Athletics. And I gotta give y- y'all credit. Almost $10 million of that $20 million has been raised so far. $9,840,942. Last I saw, our good friend Sean Walker did the math for us. That comes out to an average of BYU donors, boosters, alums, etc., averaging $1,811.33 per donation to help make up that shortfall so far. That's a pretty impressive outcome for just over a month into this. I think that BYU will make up this shortfall, and the good news is, Any of you who have contributed to this, and I know that some donations are more than others. Some of you may be able to contribute five and ten bucks. Some of you may be be able to contribute a million dollars or more. I don't know your financial circumstances, but any and all donations I know are greatly appreciated. And I got to tip my cap to all of you who have been donating to this fund. It's an impressive thing to see BYU fans, alumni boosters stepping up to the plate to put up almost $10 million already in just over a month's time. Just incredible. And it's heartwarming to see amidst the pandemic, all of the economic upheaval it has caused. There's so much going on. And to see that BYU, BYU fans, Cougar Nation responding, answering the bell there. I tip my cap to many of you and a big thank you for your support and helping BYU athletics stay afloat amidst this challenging time. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, Before we go on today's podcast, you probably should have done this at the beginning of the segment because I'm actually told to do it at the beginning of the segment, but you know what? We'll do it at the end. Want to remind you guys to check out the brand new locked on bets podcast, whether you're a college football fan, NBA fan, NFL, no matter what it is, you don't have to be betting making it a guessing game if you listen to the brand new locked on bets podcast it's hosted by your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling get daily picks and quick hitting advice make the smartest possible wagers guys make sure you take advantage of the bonus you get from betonline.ag it is sponsored the locked on Bets podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag and it's available wherever you get your podcast so there you go did my duty can check that off the box of my to-do list for today's podcast and you know what we can check Tuesday off the to do list as well. A big thank you once again for your support of the podcast, guys. It means the world to me that you have supported this venture for well over two years now, almost 700 episodes in. Cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast. Follow it on social media. Search out Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, make sure to follow my work at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter if you so desire. And feel free to email the show anytime lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the email address a big thank you once again for supporting the podcast i hope you guys all have a great day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for december 29th 2020 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow